terabytes is for informational and educational purposes only. Nothing on this show is advice, no financial, tax, legal, or any other kind of advice. Nothing we say is an inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy. Anything you invest in is at your own risk. Do your own research and consult with professionals. Hey, everyone. No Evan today, just me. So I'm going to be managing everything here, and hopefully we're not going to have any technical difficulties. Welcome back to Terabytes. All the news here. This is a special live stream because Columbus 5, it's been announced, releases tomorrow. And I want to talk about what that means for Terra. I want to talk about what that means for Luna, what that means for Luna stakers, what that means for applications building on Columbus 5. We know there are tons of projects that have been waiting for Columbus 5 release. So what's the big deal about Columbus 5? What does it bring? Well, I'm going to share a uh, share my screen here. And uh, we'll take a look at everything that's involved. Good morning, everybody. Evan says, good morning from the beach. <laughs> He's on vacation and, uh, you know, couldn't care to join in the live stream today, but thanks for calling in. We've got Vincent here from Singapore. And, uh, you know, when did you go to space? Asks Maximus D. Well, tomorrow, because tomorrow is the Columbus 5 launch. It's not it's not going to be all the features aren't going to be activated tomorrow. It's the code will be released and then it will go up for governance proposal vote so that when the vote passes, assuming it does, I mean, I guess we could we could troll the hell out of Terraform Labs and vote it no. But when the vote passes and uh, then it'll be implemented as, uh, you know, as Columbus 5, Columbus 5, Columbus 5, Columbus 5, says Mitchell. Anyway, so what is Columbus 5 about? Well, first off, we had some news yesterday. Uh, that uh, I'm going to pull up here. News yesterday from Solana that Wormhole is ready. Uh, and it's not just ready, it's live. It's launching with support for Ethereum, Solana, Terra, and Binance Chain, which it calls Thriving Ecosystems. So Solana, big news in terms of like in DeFi, very popular chain to uh, to build on, to interact with. Ethereum, of course, the, the mother of all DeFi chains and is still where most DeFi activity occurs. And, but it's also difficult to do some more complex DeFi things without paying enormous gas fees. Uh, Terra, we know Terra, we love Terra, we're here, we're Terabytes. And uh, Binance Chain as well, which is EVM, uh, it's Ethereum applications and contracts can run on Binance Chain. In fact, you can use the same address on both but uh, it's more scalable. It's more centralized and more scalable. So you can uh, do applications there, do more complex ideas without charging hundreds of dollars, hundreds of dollars gas fees and, and dealing with all those things. So anyway, all these connected in Wormhole. Wormhole is not just, however, a, an asset bridge. It's not just a way to send uh, assets or coins from one chain to another. It's a message bridge, a generic message bridge. Data can be sent across from one chain to another. So we can actually build cross-chain applications that don't rely on some centralized hub that deals between the two chains. We can do all kinds of interesting composable DeFi things across chains now, across chains using Wormhole. How does it work? Well, there's a bunch of uh, guardians. So you have the guardians listed here that they're launching with. Uh, a bunch of guardians basically Think of them as validators, but they're guardians that uh, send messages across chains, make sure everything is good, and come to consensus on how messages work. So I, I love this little image here, even though it's it's just a drawing, but it doesn't matter. I, I love it. Uh, all these chains coming together. Now I'm going to go ahead and uh, check. Everybody says, yep. Sounds like my audio is good, right? There's no technical difficulties. 
uh cool anyway so wormhole is good and but why why isn't wormhole live yet well terra does need its columbus 5 upgrade and wormhole will be activated from the terra side so this is coming out at a great time columbus 5 coming out right after the wormhole launch and uh, then we'll be able to the terra bridges right now which uh, if we go to bridge terra money i'm probably not going to because i'm probably signed in uh, but if we go to bridge.terra.money you can see that there are multiple chains in the drop down solana going to be added there and uh, now th those bridges which are currently sort of centralized will be migrated over to solana bridges so that they're decentralized asset bridges but again it's more than just assets i, I want to hammer this in again it's messages in general in other words any kind of information any data any uh request for an action to be performed any command you know any any uh authorization to, like there's all sorts of things you can send across in order to enable all this kind of cross-chain functionality they list asset transfers but also oracle data governance decisions nfts and much more uh these are so they're still thinking of like transferring assets across chain um more more than anything but the cross-chain applications that we haven't even thought of that I haven't thought of, I haven't mentioned are going to blow our minds, I'm sure in the future. So cross chain is, is really here. And then there's one other like, uh, cross chain thing that Columbus five brings that's full compatibility with starport stargate with, uh, the cosmos ecosystems, IBC. So cosmos inner blockchain communication, um, cosmos inner blockchain communication is, uh, you know, you can do it here on osmosis is an example of just simple asset transfer, uh, but it's going to again, be so expanded to where you can have an application that uses the, uh, like secrets, privacy features, and, uh, maybe crows, crypto comms on ramps and Akasha's decentralized hosting, and maybe DVPN for VPNs for your, you know, your, so your DeFi app is available everywhere. Um, and, and things like that. So you can plug in all these things into one application. But right now, the most active is uh, Osmosis, which is a DEX between chains. You can see I drop down here and pick whatever I want uh, to trade from. <clears throat> and Terra will now be able to plug into this. There still needs to be a stable coin here. There's none. There's just some uh, some Cosmos chains here, some significant ones deploying their assets here. You can come in and pool assets. Uh, do liquidity provision, of course. If you staked Adam in February, you should come in and claim your airdrop, and uh, you can you can earn some Osmo there. It's typical things like this, but it's cross chain. And so this IBC also, not just Wormhole, but this IBC will be enableable uh, with Cos Columbus Five. I don't know that it'll be enabled immediately, but it'll be enableable by governance vote. Now, this is this is interesting. Right now, once this is both deployed this might become the way for like an asset from the Akash chain to go to Ethereum or Solana or, or Binance Smart Chain or something like that is via Terra through the wormhole. I don't know what other chains wormhole is planning on adding, but uh, that's interesting that until other bridges come up, if they do, Terra will kind of be a, a through fare, right? a through, through bridge, the easy way to move from other Cosmos chains to other wormhole chains. So anyway, very, very cool there, but there's more still in Cosmos SDK V0.43, which was just released. We're still not up to V1 yet, uh, but you know, all this stuff is pretty beta, your own risk, do your own research, that kind of stuff. But uh, we're up to 0.43 and uh, huge improvements here, Auth Z and Fee Grant. 
Now, I don't want to get too much in the weeds here and like bog this down with all kinds of technical details. I'm going to hop in and look at questions in a minute. Um, but um, key and fee management is going to be simpler with this new Cosmos SDK. I am not aware if these features will be activated on Columbus 5 yet, but if they're not, well, we'll talk about that in a second. Fee grant lets a an account um, pay the fees for another account within limits. So you set a limit and you say, we'll pay the fee within this limit which is great for improving UX, right? No more bad fees, no more no fees when you're doing applications. Like maybe you want to um, launch an app that allows you to use Anchor for free without a fee within a certain limit. So you bring users on and they don't need to send in a little bit of Luna to cover fees or whatever, or UST to cover fees. They can do whatever they're doing without covering fees. Uh, this is more applicable on other networks, especially because Terra lets you use any asset, right? You can use Luna, um, maybe not in some of the interfaces, but you can use Luna, KRT, UST, whatever you've got in the wallet to pay the fees. Um, but like, for example, and maybe, maybe, uh, other Cosmos chains are enabling that functionality as well. But for example, there's a, a well-known Cosmos network where if you don't have any to pay the fee and it's very hard to get in the USA, you go into their discord and you ask, Hey, can someone send me some just for free, like a faucet and all, so I can pay the fees and interact and things like that. Um, and bring Ethereum over and whatever. So uh, that kind of behavior won't necessarily be needed anymore because rather than just sending you fees, I can uh, I can grant you, okay, you can use my account, we'll be able to pay the fee uh, within a certain limit. And of course, this has bigger enterprise applications, not just those peer-to-peer -peer applications that we'll see first, uh, where applications can give users full custody and prevent users from abusing the system by setting limits, but uh, still pay the fees for their users to simplify their UX, but still give them custody and signing control, things like that. Um, but even more powerfully, I think here is AuthZ. Now this one got me excited because I've been thinking about ways to do uh, do security related things with, with keys and key signing might submit it as a hackathon idea. If you want to, instead, that's, that's, there's one day left. If you want to do that and steal the idea, that's fine. I'm not in, I'm not playing for a win. I just think it's something that needs to be built. Uh, but right now, if you have a key, you have a Terra seed, right? And you want to interact with anchor. The only way for you to really do that is to go in a Terra station and enter your seed into your browser extension. Now that's fine that a lot of people do that, but what if you have a key logger on your machine or what if uh, you know what if your browser's compromised either currently or is compromised in the future or you write it down insecurely or you save a screenshot somewhere and that gets hacked whatever. Well, what if you could have an account that only does one thing like maybe compounds anchor uh, or compounds anchor that's auto compounding but maybe compounds mirror all right. So uh, it takes your mirror LP rewards and it just restakes the mirror, restakes, restakes, restakes. Well, instead of giving that account like full authorization to do everything so that if, if that seed is compromised, then, uh, you know, your hacker can take all your funds and stake your Luna and stuff like that. You could authorize a very specific account to only be able to do those restaking and like recompounding things. You could add whatever you wanted. You can add... Um, privileges to to compound mirror and compound pylon and compound whatever other things you're into to an account that lives in your browser extension but it doesn't have permission to unstake your luna but it doesn't have permission to even send luna out to another account because you can define what permissions 
uh, it has. So that's that kind of functionality is going to enable whole security models where we can have a hot wallet, but if a hacker gets the hot wallet, he can just do think maybe the hacker can compound your rewards for you, you know, and can't can't do other stuff, right? So building these robust models where it's it's usable, you don't need to be plugging in a ledger, you don't need to be on a certain device, you can be on mobile, and you're confident that yeah, you have the convenience of being able to do certain actions, compound things, send messages, play games, spin the dice, you know, make make decks, whatever you want to do, that isn't like. Uh, doesn't have permission to like wipe your funds clean, right? So you can have these very, uh, these restricted accounts on your devices and you're happy because they're convenient. But if somebody somehow gets access to that, right? The, the, the government comes in and takes your phone or a hacker, you know, gets some passwords from your browser or your email's compromised or you that photo seed you uploaded to iCloud is, is leaked, right? Uh, so if anything like that happens, then it doesn't you don't really care because your account is only authorized to do simple things not things that would drain your wealth from your account and so rather than keeping separate um you know separate accounts and shuttling funds around we can make an account able to do something on behalf of another account so your account can compound rewards for your main account or this account can spin dice and stake governance and vote for your main account and do nothing else. So super exciting features that will enable, I mean, for years we're gonna be figuring out how this kind of stuff can be built in to applications and the UX improvements it'll provide, the composability it'll provide, where you can have accounts with limited authorization and only limited abilities to do things and fund limits and uh, fees paid for them. And now you can do it across chain with Wormhole and you're sending messages to Cosmos chains and Solana and Ethereum and Binance Smart Chain. Amazing applications going to be made from this stuff. I want to point out there's some other improvements here. Again, I don't know if this is uh, this all this latest stuff is actually going to be in Columbus 5 immediately, but chain upgrades, here we go, were historically done by creating an upgrade proposal. This is tedious, right? Well, Columbus 5, it's it's a tedious upgrade situation with an upgrade proposal, but this introduces a new way of handling upgrades with in-place modifications. And also um, they're gonna be careful not to break old smart contracts, or at least I believe they're gonna be careful uh, to have backwards compatibility with older smart contracts as well. So future migrations, think Columbus 5.1, if these features aren't in and they need to be added, or uh, Columbus 6 or something, should be less of a big deal, less of difficult, um, less uh, tedious than this upgrade to Columbus 5. Uh, by the way, protobuf is an interesting addition here that is uh, like 10 to 100x speed, uh, 10 to 100x speed upgrade with transactions for transactions. And that's uh, something that we're going to be seeing coming in too. I don't know what the actual numbers are going to be on Columbus 5 or what effect it's going to have, but, you know, cool efficiency improvements. Anyway, I have talked enough. I've got to go back to the comments. Um, wish that I had somebody else here. <laughs> All right. Let's see what we got. Pete is making me hyper bullish, says Tauntaun. Well, no financial advice, but I mean, I'm bullish on the future of Columbus 5, right? And, and of uh, Cosmos. Do we have fixed dates for Nebula and Loop launchings? Um, I've seen Loop this week. I, I know Pylon said that uh, Loop is this month. I th they might've said Nebula too. I think it said Loop and Nebula was this month. There was a Pylon tweet to that effect. Um, but, uh, 
you know, I don't know. Oh, by the way, where the Columbus five stuff came from, let me go back over here. Uh, where the Columbus five tomorrow information came from was a tweet from Doe just this morning, uh, a few hours ago. These features were called out by Ma Turtle saying, hey, there's uh, there's some great new features coming into Cosmos SDK. And uh, so this is specifically in the context of those new features I just mentioned that Doe replied, release and gov proposal tomorrow for when Columbus 5. So I am definitely, uh, I definitely agree with comments like this by Birdie. If this isn't Columbus 5 and it's some sort of other proposal like Bonded Icon or something, I'm going to be mad. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be Bonded Icon or like a new Ozone upgrade or something, uh, but it's going to, it's got to be Columbus 5. Uh, and again, this is code release and vote release. It doesn't mean that the seniorage is going to increase immediately. That's what I wanted to mention. Seniorage, this is another upgrade of Columbus 5. Let me go ahead and pull up that uh, this little article. There's several summary articles that have been written for what Columbus 5 brings to the board. This one's by, by Adam. You probably know him if you've been following content. He's been writing a lot recently. And uh, he says the first key upgrade is burn all seniorage. And uh, that means that seniorage is not going to the community pool and used for Oracle rewards, but it's getting burned instead. Um, so that that doesn't mean lower, that does mean by itself lower stake rewards, but also swap fees are now going to be given to stakers. So there should be actually an upgrade in stake rewards. Luna stake rewards should increase according to Doe. And uh, that was a statement a couple of months ago. According to Doe, this should increase Luna stake rewards because we're burning all seniorage rewards, yes. We're burning the rewards that used to be allocated from the US Luna, UST Luna seniorage machine that kept the value. But we're also now taking the swap fees, which are currently burned, and giving them to stakers. Why this weird switch? Well, burning seniorage just makes more sense uh, to make the model simpler and more understandable. It was very confusing when we used to say, hey, we burned a million Luna and 500,000 of it went into the community pool or you know, 250,000 of it went to Oracle rewards. That's not what burn typically means for people. So uh, while that was made very clear in the white paper and the How Tower Works video and all sorts of other things, um, now we're burning just all of it. So if you go in and you swap some Luna out for UST, the Luna's burned and that means burned forever, burned, gone, disappeared, burned. But swap fees, instead of being burned, are being sent to stakers. So we increase staking rewards, um, and we simplify the narrative and simplify the mechanism so that it's clearer for everyone. So, so that's great. Um, again, the other things Adam mentions here are the upgrade to Stargate and Starport. Uh, or sorry, Starport is, is different. The upgrade to Stargate, uh, which is IBC. And uh, now, I don't, I don't know that we're talking about Polkadot here yet with Stargate. Um, but we're talking about Cosmos and Cosmos chains. And then uh, Wormhole, of course, is integration with Solana directly via Wormhole and uh, now better Ethereum BSC integration. And Ozone, which I haven't mentioned yet, uh, but is why I brought up this article, Columbus 5 brings Ozone along with it. Now, I don't know if there will be a couple more governance steps along the way, but uh, that's that's... That's what's great about tomorrow. Okay, I'm gonna move exclusively to questions now. And if there are no great questions, then, or no questions at all, then I will uh, start, I don't know, hypothesizing about the great apps we can build 
uh, with these new features that are coming out. Mitchell says, uh, Doquan confirmed two-week proposal time. That's the typical proposal time. Typical proposal time. Uh, Nebula conf isn't confirmed. Source, I'm on the team. <laughs> when Busan. Uh, what's Busan? All right. Um, wonder how long until we get to a point wrapping isn't necessary. All tokens usable on all chains. Um, yeah, I mean, it's still kind of wrapped, right? We're still, this wormhole setup with the Guardians isn't really, uh, I mean, it's it's a decentralized kind of wrapping. It's similar to REN protocol in some ways. Uh, it's definitely not like there's a, a single Guardian that's wrapping for you, uh, but it's definitely a decentralized kind of wrapping. It's it's not something like wrap BTC where you give BitGo Bitcoin and they wrap it for you and give you WBTC. Uh, now you can buy WBTC as well, but that's the way to create WBTC. And so you're trusting a single custodian. It's not like that. You're trusting a bunch of guardians. Um, well, I don't know. I, I don't know enough about how wormhole works, I guess, uh, because, <laughs> right? Um, I'm going to be excited to see how Terra adds it on on its side. Um, I Yeah, I need to learn more about wormhole and how it works because I assumed it was... Um, I assumed it was like Ren, but maybe with the generic messages being sent across, maybe it's got some uh, distinctions that I'm not aware of. All right, smash the like button, says Digital Maniac. Um, thanks, Digital Maniac. Please smash the like button. And um, no other questions so far. Uh, do we have a precise launch date of Columbus 5 or a date of lunch for Columbus 5? Uh, yes. Uh, well, no. <laughs> we have a code release date of tomorrow and a proposal opening date. And then the proposal will go for two weeks and uh, assuming it's voted in yes, uh, it'll probably be implemented immediately after those two weeks, or at least the migration process will begin immediately uh, at the end of that vote. I mean, I, I don't know why they would wait any longer. Do we know what rewards will look like for stakers? Uh, Doe said something like, I mean, like, don't quote me. <laughs> Doe said something like uh, like increase of 10% um for stakers now i don't know the the seniorage the oracle rewards cut will hurt that a little bit um in other words current rates will be brought down when seniorage is burned uh although no oracle rewards are going to continue because those are spread out over years so i guess the, that won't even matter um so the oracle rewards will continue for some years even though that pool isn't getting funded anymore and uh all seniorage will just be burnt and the swap fees will now be routed to stakers. So in the long term, uh, yes, it's maybe less than 10% after those the Oracle rewards pools that we filled stop being issued at all. Um, but in the uh, in the short term, in the short term being a few years, I think Doe mentioned like 10% upgrade. And of course, that depends on usage. It depends on prices of tokens involved. It depends on on transaction taxes, and it depends on all kinds of things. I might have gotten something wrong in that. If uh, if somebody wants to uh, call me out on something, please do. This is all kind of new stuff. When Talus, no idea. Star Terra, are you bullish? Um, can't. Oops, wrong one. Star Terra, are you bullish? Um, I bullish. I don't know. I love Star Terra, and I think it's a very interesting project. Uh, you can go check out the interview we did, check out their latest graphic content. I love gamified NFT, DeFi in general. 
Um, I think it's it's going to be amazing. I am excited about the team's ability to execute. They brought in artists, which is great, rather than freelancing things out. And um, they've you know they've got lore writers and things. I mean, there's there's just I'm I'm excited now. That the question is, can they take this? They have these NFT concepts down. They have these D or whatever. I don't know what the concepts are. Just they they have their plans. They have these NFT concepts down. They have DeFi concepts down. They have the IDO liquidity concepts down. They have all these these uh, gamified play to earn concepts. They've been working on the tokenomics. Can they take that and bring that into a game that is really compelling to people? So take the story and the materials and the trailers and the gameplay and the the UX this all this and bring it to like game studio quality. That's the question. That's the challenge. I think that's why we've seen crypto games that are cool and make you money, but they really don't get a bunch of adoption. It's because they're not built by game studios. They're not built by people who have built games, who know how to make games that are compelling, that everyone loves. Right. Um, and so maybe the first like big crypto game we'll see that succeeds will actually be from a game studio or a game studio that partners with a, uh, like a crypto uh, development team. But if Star Terra can figure out, and they've they've definitely made some moves so far on on the direction here, right? it's just it's great. It's getting people excited. But if they can figure out how to turn this into a an amazing game, then it has a chance of going huge. Um, early predictions on how much BETH will be. Oh man, how much BETH will be added to Anchor? Well, all of mine. <laughs> it's a, um, definitely taking some Ethereum that's been doing other stuff and putting it in Anchor instead. Uh, Polly just got hacked for 500 million, says Ivan Camper. Is that, uh, do you mean Matic Polygon? I uh, was not aware of that. Uh, anyone else? Yeah, give me other details, please. Um, very interesting. Contact with Lada team. Yes, we want to do an episode with Lada for sure. Um, Lada is not just a lottery, but has been building, like they have a random number service, Terran. They have, um, uh, what's that? What's that DAO project called? Um, Scooby Dow, uh, they've got uh, you know a bunch of things coming out from the Laterra team that we're very interested in. Uh, greetings from Star Terra. Hi, hi. It's good to have you guys on the show, um, and I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Uh, boy, questions, questions, questions. What do you think of long-term sustainability of Anchor? Uh, just, just like Mirror. Uh, Mirror has a proposal out. It's a very vague proposal. Well, it's a forum discussion for like Mirror V3. And the main issue is how do we bring this to a place where it's rewards and sustainability and profitability and the attractiveness to yield farmers and so on doesn't just depend on the Mirror token because eventually issuance is going to calm down. Issuance is going to end. We need to build. And there are several suggestions for how to pull that off. Well, Anchor is, I think it's got four years of issuance, but it's going to encounter the same questions over time. It's something the team's definitely been working on. And uh, now the stability of Anchor, the attractiveness of Anchor, usability of Anchor, uh, attractiveness meaning not just to borrowers, depositors, but to uh, like enterprise builders and app builders and things is being worked on right now. And it's being improved through things like uh, BETH and BSOL and BDOT and BATOM and, and all sorts of insurance, all sorts of other things. So stability of Anchor, now it was it was proven. Uh, I mean, we, we did, all didn't want that liquidation cascade in May, but the system didn't break, right? So it, it was 
very very much stress tested during that time. Uh, but working on the uh, the feelings of safety around Anchor for investors and builders, working on the uh, the stability of Anchor in a lot of ways is what's going on right now. And uh, sustainability, I think that's the next big discussion we're going to have. Right? Once insurance is easy, once uh, integrations are here, uh, sustainability. I think you mean by that. How do we not have the price or how do we not have the yields and the protocols like uh, rewards for stakers and things go down significantly over the next few years? Well, it's a major discussion to have and uh, we'll actually see how much adoption we get from all these other B assets. Uh, I think it's it's really cool. There's definitely people working on uh, like specifically the ANK token um, and the incentives it's got. There's buyback incentives and things like that. Uh, in fact, Ryan from Ank, uh, he had a, uh, it's a tweet I just saw this morning. I, I should have flagged it or, or flagged it. I should have uh, like bookmarked it, but uh, he had asking how much of the yield should be given to like buyback Ank, um, something like that. And, uh, you know, it's a poll out. So it's definitely an open question they're discussing is how do we optimize these Ank token, mo token models? Again, remember when Anchor was launched, the team explicitly said, we need data. We're going to run for some months. And I think they said one month at first for some major like observations and then more months. We're going to run for some months to get data because we just don't know. This is brand new. We need to see how people use it. We need to see how it weathers storms, how it weathers bull markets. We need to see what people are interested in. We need to hear community feedback, all kinds of things. So anyway, Luna burning lately has been solid. Yeah, Luna burn is, is pretty late. And market cap, I mean, Doe's targeting 10 billion for UST. Uh, there are other predictions that other people have come out with. A poly network, I'm sorry, not Polygon. I'm sorry to defame Polygon Matic on live stream. I did, you did not get hacked for $500 million. Um, if anyone went and uh, you know sold all their uh, Polygon, uh, I guess, quick buyback, uh, not financial advice. 613 million, says Ian, um, only. Only 613 million. Um, I, I don't, I really, I guess I need to research this hack. I don't want to like start talking about it uh, based on a few comments, but thanks for uh, providing Crypto Dolphin. Good to see you. Haven't heard from you in a little while. Um, I'd invite you on if you want. Just uh, telegram me and I'll send you a link and you could come on voice, voice or, uh, or live chat only. Uh, scrolling through some more questions here. We had the main Columbus five content earlier for those of you who missed it. It will be available. Once this live stream's done, YouTube will post up the video after processing it talks about Columbus five, bunch of new exciting features. Um, I'm just looking through comments here. All right. Um, let's see what determines anchor borrow APR. Nice increase recently. Uh, it's it's usage. It's all about the protocol's need. If the protocol needs people, needs more borrowers, needs people to deposit more collateral, and borrow more, then uh, it will up those rates. Basically, it's a, it's a balance. It's not like it actively takes an action to up those rates, but it, it's it keeps in balance. So if a lot of people use it, a lot of people are like, "Wow, great rates!" and they all go and you know post a lot of collateral, way too much collateral for the protocol. Uh, then the anchor rate would actually go down. You'd actually start paying because you're paying a base interest rate because the rewards would drop a little bit. And that's honestly, that's probably what we'll ultimately have. We don't have it right now. 
maybe take advantage of these borrow APRs while you can, but getting paid to borrow is only a thing that can last for so long as people get more confident in Anchor and they start borrowing money from there. They'll be excited about rates, positive rates, no matter what they are. And then suddenly when the rates dip a little bit, uh, then they're excited that they're getting good borrow rates, right? Like they're getting a traditional loan, they're paying some interest, but they're getting a really good rate on it. Okay, so if they get disappointed and leave, then the protocol ups the rates again. Okay, so that, that's how the, the borrow APR works there. Um, now, uh, I, I, uh, there was something else I was going to say, but I'll, I'll mention it again later. Uh, that's, oh, that's why you can, you, uh, you realize when there's a, like if that borrow rate goes down, you can kind of implicitly like like conclude more people are borrowing. And if it goes up, you can kind of conclude less people are borrowing. Now, of course, that's in balance with depositors. So you could, you could try to make some calculations there um, quickly by looking over at the total value locked in borrow and things like that. But um, now the thing, one of the things that I've mentioned before is that I think the team should consider basing uh, rewards on collateral amount rather than borrow amount. Now, there are a couple of reasons why I could see they might not want to do this, but the protocol needs collateral because it needs the proof of stake rewards on collateral. Uh, the protocol doesn't need people to take as much risk as possible. Uh, but you know that, I mean, I could see why they want to do that for UST usage and, and like they want to encourage people to borrow, but it might encourage people to borrow a little bit more safely uh, while still providing lots of collateral for the protocol if that were based on collateral amount rather than bar amount. I don't know, just a thought. Um, I'm sure there's a bunch of discussion on that both ways. Yeah, exactly. Imagine paying, oh, <laughs> imagine paying for borrow of money. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it, it's kind of absurd to people when you introduce them to Anchor right now. It's absurd when you tell them they can get paid to borrow money. They, they don't understand that. And that, I mean, that, that, not going to last forever. It's just not. Um, because as Anchor is perceived as more safe and there are insurance options and people can use multiple collaterals, whatever they want, and it's easy and you can get it, you know, get UST right in the app with a credit card and such, people are going to start using this to take advantage of rates, even if they're under 1%. Right, so, you know, enjoy while you last. Um, you wonder if there's a way to incorporate holding ANK with borrow feature. Well, good news for you. B-ANK has been mentioned. Staking ANK, staking Anchor for rewards uh, and those staking rewards going to Anchor and you're using B-ANK as a collateral has, has been mentioned recently. Now, I, I don't know a timeline. I don't know if that's actually going to go through. Maybe someone will point out some major issues with it, but it's been mentioned. All right, so... Curious to know, I guess it's just open forum now. Any questions you guys want, uh, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and answer whatever I can. Curious to know what you do with airdrops, hodl them, swap for Luna, swap for UST, put an anchor. Um, I, I'm not a professional financial guy. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I still work, <laughs> you know, I like, um, but uh, I definitely am not a professional financial advisor. You know the disclaimer, but uh, I usually find that when I'm torn between two options, I split them 50-50. Um, if I have a bunch of UST, for example, and I'm like, do I want the stable 20% or maybe a little bit less with insurance? Or do I want to, you know, leverage long on Luna or something? And, I, and I've got like this debate and I think about it and I really can't decide. 
then I just split in half usually and go go have have these both ways. Again, not advice, but I do kind of do that with airdrops too. Um, like if, if there's a protocol I'm not extremely impressed with or bullish on and, and I have airdrop tokens, um, you know, and I don't know whether I want to sell them or farm with them or whatever, I'll split them in half again. And, and you know, you can wait that, right? Uh, you could be like, 6633 because that's my 6634 simple math because that's my like uh my expectation i have a 66 percent confidence that this protocol is going to do well and i want to hold the tokens but not financial advice just uh, something i do i'm definitely not a professional don't trust morons you hear on the internet is creating beeth a taxable event event you have to uh, ask your accountant uh might depend on a jurisdiction you could argue yes you could argue no um so Definitely talk with with somebody about that. Um, Digital Maniac again, swapping all my airdrops for Luna. <laughs> this is an understandable position. It's not something I do because I don't want to dump these airdrop tokens, uh, you know. But it's it's an understandable position because Luna staking gives you kind of exposure to the the whole ecosystem, right? If UST does better, the theory is, then Luna does better, right? Um, and we've seen that happen to some extent, right? Luna does better if UST does better and Luna stakers get the rewards and so on, ecosystem grows. Doe said this explicitly when Ank dropped and people were talking about what do I do with Anchor tokens? He said, look, if you are positive on Anchor and that's what you're interested in, that's what you think is gonna do well, then hold Ank. But if you're positive on the whole ecosystem in general, including Anchor, but not limited to Anchor and including current projects, but also future projects, then hold Luna. And again, you could split, you know, according to your your thoughts there. Where can I find info on what is Columbus Five? Um, yeah, I had an article up. It's at Loop.Markets. It's it's uh, it's pretty. I don't want to call it rudimentary. It's pretty rudimentary. Um, if you want more information on Columbus Five, uh, there's some. Uh, obviously, watch this. You can watch this video again once it drops. Watch this video if you missed it. Uh, you can uh, Columbus Five is an upgrade. To the Terra mainnet, if we're if we want if that's this question, right now it's Columbus four. We're upgrading to Columbus five. Upgrading is a big deal currently. Later versions of Cosmos, current version of Cosmos zero point four three upgrading will be less of a hassle, less of a big deal. So maybe it won't be as much of a fanfare and months of development and auditing and so on in order to upgrade. But we're upgrading to Columbus five brings us to the latest version of Cosmosm. A lot of features for smart contract developers they can use now. Um, Inner blockchain compatibility, right? Uh, the latest versions of Cosmos have the inner blockchain communication uh, features, so you can talk to other Cosmos chains. Um, but just a bunch of other upgrades, those I've mentioned, those I haven't, and uh, as well as some economic upgrades that you could find. Uh, we talked about them. You can also, maybe a Smart Stake publishes every once in a while a tweet. If you want to look up Smart Stake Columbus 5, that just is a one tweet rundown of the uh, upgrades that they're excited about. Where can I find info on what Columbus 5 is? Oops, sorry, wrong one. Anchor Insurance is sold out on Insurace. Going to get interesting. Yeah, it's sold, sold out for now. Sold out for now. That is very interesting that Insurace, Anchor Insurance sold out. You could still get it elsewhere. There's uh, kinds of insurance, a bridge, Nexus, and Unslashed. What airdrop is he talking about? Did you guys airdrop some terabytes? No, we're talking about all airdrops. We we're just generally talking about airdrops. There's no new airdrop that's been announced here. However, with Columbus 5 comes Ozone. I don't know if it's exactly the same time, 
but Columbus 5, Ozone will come afterwards. I understand Ozone's being airdropped as well. And a bunch of projects have been waiting on Columbus 5. Nebula very explicitly been waiting on Columbus 5. Pylon announced that, uh, I mean, I don't know if this is like definitely going to happen. Maybe it was just plans, but Pylon announced that Loop token for Loop Markets, Loop Finance, um, which was waiting on Wormhole too, is going to be uh, this week or sorry, this month. Uh, I think that somewhere else they said this week as well. So Loop launching on Pylon. So airdrops of Loop, airdrops of Ozone, airdrops of Nebula, who knows when, airdrops of all these things coming out in the future. And uh, they were all, all these projects were waiting on Columbus 5. Uh, right now, only 10% ANC fees are captured. Uh, right, this was that poll that I mentioned that Ryan put out. Only 10% of ANC fees are captured to ANC. This talks about raising this up to 50%. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, so I don't know. Um, it's definitely something the community should chat about. I haven't seen like or thought about models uh, to this effect, but that would uh, definitely bring some better, like like some better yields to ANC holders and users. Uh, what would rewards look like now? Yeah, you you have to be careful with these rewards numbers. They're they're great, but um, sometimes they include like recent airdrops and things. Um, so the add ten percent, I don't know, I don't know what that was, but uh, Doe did throw out the ten percent plus ten percent number a little bit ago. Uh, now, of course, maybe that Luna is, I don't know, maybe token prices have changed, right? Rates change all the time. Yes. You are correct. When you delegate Luna, when you stake it to validators, you get airdrops of other projects. Lots of people watching. We're just doing questions right now. The main content was earlier. You can watch it once we're done. I'll give it uh, just a few more questions and then we'll wrap it up for today. Uh, let's see. Oh, Loop is this week. Thanks for confirming that. And... If staking rewards will increase for Columbus 5, then shouldn't Anchor Max TVL increase again? The opportunity cost for collateral will increase. Yes, you are perceptive. I can't predict the future, but when there's more value brought in than Luna stakers, they will do things with that value, right? Um, in general. Uh, so like, it's just what happens on Ethereum too. Why are there NFTs selling for massive amounts? Well, one of the factors is there's a bunch of people who are whales on Ethereum and they don't know what to do with all their money because they've held Ethereum since it was a dollar or, or whatever price. And uh, they don't want to exit for whatever reason. Or they, they don't have anything they want to spend it on, whatever. And so they play around in DeFi and there are whale accounts that, that play around in DeFi, that make big moves in DeFi and that buy NFTs and that like ape into things. And like, because you're bringing more value to this ecosystem, people are gonna look to use it in new opportunities. And that's generally what happens. Uh, it's what happens more on a macro level when uh, like Bitcoin goes up or the Fed prints dollars, right? When you you see numbers go up in, in someone's pockets, right? Someone has these, these bags in their pockets and they get more valuable numbers go up Well, they, they think I can do that again, uh, or I can find better opportunities now, or that one already went up and now I'm looking for something else that's gonna go up. You know, So people do tend to, uh, when the value of something goes up, when staking rewards go up, when Luna price goes up, they hunt for other things. Uh, so yeah, definitely think that this, this circle happens in a lot of places. All right, the last thing, Kevin's so excited he's on Terabytes Live. Uh, I'm on Terabytes Live, yeah, yeah, all right. 
the last question for today. What's the new development you're most excited to see in the coming months to the Terra network? I mean, oh, there's just so many things. There's so many projects. Glasses are off, man. There's so many projects coming out. Um, I'm excited about Nebula. I'm excited about Mars. But like at a more root level, I really am excited about the Cosmos features I mentioned. Interchain stuff, huge. And being able to make an account do things on behalf of another account, able to just do some things on behalf of another account. Uh, you have to think through what that entails, but it en enables all kinds of just powerful applications. I mean, immediately when that was, if that's released, like immediately just as a validator, right? Validators, we run a validator. If you'd like to stake the terabytes, support the show. We lost a little bit of staking recently. That's fine. I know people have to have things to do, um, but yeah, go stake to terabytes, please. It supports the validators. We also run testnet validators to help the network out. And then also a little bit on the top now is supporting the show. But anyway, so I have a validator and um, go into the validator and do certain things every once in a while, like withdraw delegation rewards, right? Those rewards that pay for the validator. Uh, I withdraw those rewards and that's a transaction. It could write a script and stuff like that. But, um, but now I can come in and create an account, like say on my phone, that just has the authorization ability to do that um, or maybe to vote because voting, like we don't want to like sign into the main account or use the main ledger or whatever to, to vote, uh, you know, because we gauge community interest and then we vote as soon as community interest is clear, right? Uh, so maybe we want to do that in a way that's both more secure and more convenient because we're not accessing the validator account as frequently or letting, you know, as many people access it or whatever, uh, but we just have only voting privileges on, on a certain uh, application, you know, or have only withdraw rewards privileges, right? And accounts are authorized to do that. And that's just the simplest, like immediate thing I can think of. Definitely going to look into like setting up uh, easy auto compounding or whatever, where I can just go compound LPs on, uh, you know, withdraw rewards, whatever, swap them out and things like that on a key that has the authorization to do those things, but cannot withdraw, like unstake my Luna right? And ship it all off or something, right? Like it's limited access. So that's super exciting to me. And that's just going to get built out into like the application layer eventually, where like there's whole apps built on this idea that yes, we give our users power, but we still have the ability to like recover things for them without taking away custody of, of their things, or we can cover fees for them, or we can enable them to to take certain actions conveniently from a web app just by signing in with a username and password, even if they don't have their ledger with them or their key with them or the ability to install an extension. You know, that kind of stuff uh, is just enabled by these new features. So really excited about that. And I've only had what it was, Doe tweeted this thing out at like 8 a.m. I've only had a couple hours to think about it. So I can't wait to see what other ideas come on. All right, thanks everybody. Uh, it's true. Yes. Most validators aren't, uh, well, you know, I don't know. It depends on each validator. I could say that we're, uh, like barely profitable uh, again, because running testnet validators, running the main validators, century storage, all that stuff. Uh, but also, uh, you know, and, and so yeah, barely profitable, right? If you don't count show costs, um, then the validator, now we have other help for show costs as, as we've disclosed. Um, but the, uh, like most validators I think are not profitable. 
there's a, and the threshold changes based on their costs, what they're running on and all sorts of things like that. You'd have to look at each case individually, ask what are your costs, believe them when they give you your co their costs and uh, calculate what they're getting. Now it is much more easy to calculate the amount of money they're making. And then you can make some assumptions off of that. Eventually we want to do like a, a transparency report and uh, just determining the feasibility of this. But the most initial obvious version uh, will be, hey, here are validator costs, the terabytes pays, and here are the rewards we get. Uh, calculate the token price out yourself if you want. But here's the average over the last year or whatever. And um, and so that people can understand a little bit more. What's a reasonable commission depends on Luna price. Uh, I, I don't want to exclude any validators, but I would like... I don't know, we're at 3%. So I'd say 3% to 10%, right? I'm not going to say 2% because we're at 3%. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, it depends so much on things. And we're still finding out what a reasonable commission is. All right, everyone. Thanks for uh, putting this together. Uh, says comments. And thanks for another entertaining and educating stream. Yeah, happy to come live. And next time there's a significant event, hopefully I'll be able to do it again. Get excited tomorrow, Columbus 5. Code drops. We'll have some answers to a couple of questions. I'll make sure to include those in the news bite later in the week. Like, subscribe, rate, review this video. It's going to go up on like normal YouTube, not to, as you won't have to uh, watch it live uh, soon. It'll come up as a video. You can share that. You can scrub through it. And uh, and learn all about Columbus 5. So Evan will be back next week. Pantera, have a good vacation. Hope you're still watching. Enjoy the beach. And we'll be back to our normal format. Also, have an exciting show. <laughs> the, the people that left already because they knew I was wrapping up aren't going to miss this. We have an Astroport interview coming out very soon. Astroport being cross-chain, multi-chain AMM and uh, incubated by Delphi in close association with Terra Labs. So Astroport has a bunch of exciting things that they revealed about how they're building Astroport on this interview. It's coming out to you in the next day or two, either tomorrow or the next day, depending on uh, their team's review of the content. So excited to get that to you and we'll have more content for you soon. Thank you everyone and uh, help your friends as always talk about the show, get the algos to spread the show and help your friends, colleagues, family discover Terra by discovering terabytes. I'll see you soon.